Welcome to Mentioned in Dispatches, the podcast from the Western Front Association, with me, Dr Tom Thorpe. The WFA is the UK's largest Great War History Society. We are dedicated to furthering understanding of the First World War and have over 60 branches worldwide. For more information, visit our website at westernfrontassociation.com. It is the 27th of July and this is episode 171. On today's podcast, I talk to David Martin about his recent book on the 58th London Division during the Great War. This is published by Pen and Sword. I spoke to David from his home in Shropshire. David, welcome to the podcast. Could you start by telling us about yourself and how you became interested in the Great War? Uh, well, it really started with some medals we, I had as a child. Um, the sort of thing you don't really take much um, attention of much interest in as a child. And we used them in the school play and all that sort of thing. But I never really paid much attention to them. But uh, I, I had actually visited some of the First World War battlefields, the Somme and Verdun. It's a reasonably early age, but it wasn't really until I went to university, perhaps my natural interest in the First World War came out, that I actually thought, um, oh, maybe I should actually research these. And they, they were apparently of some great, great uncle or something like that. Uh, but as I said, I haven't paid much attention to them. But it was only actually when I was already a tour guide on the Somme taking people around the battlefield, that I actually came home and actually looked at the side of the medals. Of course, First World War medals have the name of the person on the medal. Uh, so I found out it was my great-great-uncle, um, a Colonel Percy Priest, who'd obviously served in the Boer War and the First World War. Obviously, being, being in France at the time and um, without the internet at the time, I, I couldn't actually do any quick research. But in, in the, the next winter... Uh, I came home and started looking things up. And uh, I found out that he was a colonel in the post office rifles. Obviously, my family does have some links to the post office already. So it's only natural that he would serve in the what was the Powell's Battalion of the post office rifles, the London Regiment. This, this all took several years. And I tried to look for him in the 1st Battalion of post office rifles, which was with 47th Division. And with no luck. And I literally couldn't find him. It was only several years later, obviously work getting in the way, uh, when I was a tour guide around the Battle of Passchendaele, that uh, a couple of army guys came up and said, oh, we're interested in doing a tour for some of our men of the uh, Victoria Cross action of Sergeant Alfred Knight, who was a, a sergeant in the 2nd Battalion, the Post Office Rifles. I said, oh, that's funny, because... My great-great-uncle was a colonel in the post office rifles, and that they helped me actually realise about the that there was a second line of of the battalion who served in the 58th division, uh, of which I knew very very little, and so that's really how it started. Can you give us some a background to the 58th division because it's a relatively unknown formation? Um, yes, um, it was formed in in London um, at the beginning of the war, and it re- really was. Um, it was the second line equivalent of the 47th Division, which went off to war um, relatively early. The, the 58th Division remained in England until uh, 1917. What did it do during this time? Uh, it started off guarding some railway lines out of London, um, such as the, the line down to Portsmouth. And then it, it was moved to the east coast to um, the area around Ipswich, where it, it guarded um, the coast um, against a potential German invasion. 
So the 1st London Brigade, which was a constituent unit of the division, was sent overseas in 1914-15. Where did this unit go? Uh, well, it went to uh, Malta and then ended up in the uh, Dardanelles campaign. The 1st London Brigade, which was a constituent unit of the 58th Division, was sent overseas in 1914-1950. What did it do and what sort of action did it see? Yeah, um, it went out to Malta and then was involved at, uh, in, in the Dardanelles campaign. Uh, where, where it fought at the Battle of Crithia and then was moved up to Suvla Bay. Um, and actually, the, um, obviously, the, the, there were casualties from trench holding, but the, 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 the main thing that really comes through was that uh, um, when the weather changed in the winter, there was an absolutely awful storm uh, which occurred and it, it just flooded the trenches and it half froze everyone to death. Um, the the the, um, the the Turks included, and um, it really was a complete disaster. Um, but the, the the thing that beyond that that really comes through from the, um, the from the history of the of, of that brigade that was in in the Dardanelles was the um, how successful the evacuation of Gallipoli was. So once those those four battalions or so were left Gallipoli in January 1916, did they return to France and were they amalgamated with the 58th Division or were they uh, re or redeployed to other units? They they seem to have sent some men to to as reinforcements. They mostly went to 47th Division um, in France, which obviously by then was uh, involved in, in the Somme, um, where it fought at Highwood on the first day when the tanks were used. The 15th September 1916. Coming back to the 58th Division, at this time, obviously during the Somme, it was still in England. In 1917, it went overseas. Why was it sent then? Um, well, after the Battle of Jutland, the the risk of an invasion of the east coast of England had, had, had reduced. Was, even though it was a stalemate, and uh, we'll probably be discussing forever who, who actually won the battle, it effectively numbed the, the German fleet. Um, and they kind of knew that by then the chance for an invasion had, had kind of gone, really. So it was. So what, what date did it go across to France in 1917? Across in the winter of 1917, um, late, late uh, January and February. What did it do in France in 1917 and 1918? Um, as with all, all divisions who are new to the front, it, uh, it had a period of trench holding for, for training and, and experience. They, they ramped up the pressure a bit and it, it did some raids. Um, but then it, it was moved up to uh, the Ypres area and uh, it took part in, in the Third Battle of Ypres. And that was in uh, the late summer of 1917. So what happened to, what happened to it after that? Um, well, it became heavily involved in, in, in the Third Battle of Ypres. And there's this, there was an interesting little action um, at Vancouver Corner um, where, where the statue of the brooding soldier is which commemorates the, the Canadians hold in 1915 against the gas attacks. It's actually just by there that they attacked the German defences. Um, there was a famous action where, where, where Sergeant Knight um, led his men forward and uh, actually won the Victoria Cross. And Sergeant Knight, was he in the post office rifles? Yes, he was. Uh, he'd been a postman in Birmingham and, um, and, and was much fated in Birmingham after he, he won and survived winning uh, his Victoria Cross. So we come to the end of 1917. What does 1918 hold for the 58th Division? The division had had uh, quite considerable uh, casualties at the Third Battle of Ypres, but it, 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 uh, it was brought up to strength in 19, 
18, where, when the amount of men in the division, the actual units, the battalions, were, were reduced uh, from four to three uh, in a brigade. And so a large amount of units were amalgamated. That was the um, restructuring of the army in February um, 1918, where they, they re- right. reduced it from four battalions to three battalions within the brigade. Yeah. And was it involved in the German Spring Offensive at all? Uh, yes. Um, it was right at the right-hand flank uh, of the British Fifth Army, uh, and, and it actually joined with the French Army. This led to an interesting position where only one brigade of the division was actually heavily involved in the battle. The other two brigades were south of, of the river and uh, they, they actually weren't so heavily involved. It was only, in fact, again, the um, 173rd Brigade, which was, the, which was made up of, of Royal Fusilier uh, men. And um, it was only, only that one, one brigade which was actually heavily involved. And there was actually one crucial action where the, where the post office rifles were sent north over the river to reinforce the canal bank against the German attacks. And that actually had, had quite an important effect on, on the local battle that was happening there, um, where at uh, that stage the, the front lines had fallen, the redoubts had just about fallen, and the Germans were starting to spill through. But because it was a, a, a largely industrialised river valley, there were lots of canals which obviously could be held as light anti-tank ditches against the German attacks. And did the um, 58th Division um, suffer like the 66th Division, which obviously of obviously another unit you've looked at during the German Spring Offensive, did it have the same level of casualties and suffer the same level of dislocation as, um, as the 66th Division did? The, the effect of the battle on the 58th Division was, uh, was very different. There was only this one brigade uh, that was heavily engaged. The other two brigades were pulled out of the battle well, first of all, they were put under French command. Some of the first units in the British Army that actually that happened to. Um, and then they were pulled out by train and ended up outside Amiens at uh, Villers-Bresseneur, where full battalions were, were sent into the battle, you know, up to, up to 800, 1,000 men. And there was such a sight for sore eyes for the rest of the army that the, the, the men who saw them coming actually cheered them going up to the front. What happened to the unit for the rest of 1918? Was it involved in the 100 days? Uh, yes, it was. Um, it, w- it was pulled out after Villers-Bresseneur uh, and then ended up holding the line just on the hills outside Albert, uh, where it was actually beside its eldest sister division, the 47th Division. And it and they, they held the line there over the summer. It, it was among the four British divisions who attacked um, during the, the first stage of the Battle of Amiens, uh, when it was just a British operation. And then after the first day or two, it opened out into a much larger operation, um, which involved the Canadians and Australians. And where did it end uh, its war in November 1918? Yes, it, it fought throughout the, uh, the advance to victory, um, 100 days, um, and it ended up just near the Belgian border, um, over near Mons. So it really was heavily involved uh, in 1918. And what sort of casualties did it sustain during its uh, two years or so of action in France? Uh, yes, it, it had 7,000 casualties in those two years. And a final question is, is there a memorial to the 58th Division on the Western Front? Yes, there is. Um, the, the memorial now is um, where it fought at the Battle of Amiens, um, at a, a small village called Chipilly, which is quite remote, actually, 
And um, if you didn't know the memorial was there, you wouldn't actually go to it because it's not on the 1916 battle battlefields of the Somme, which everyone goes to. Um, it's right back towards Amiens, and um, kind of it's it's quite hard. It's quite a strange little place to to get to. And finally, where can people learn more about the 58th Division? Um, well, um, it's available as a book through my publisher's Pen and Sword. David, thank you very much for your time. Okay. You have been listening to the Mentioned in Dispatches podcast from the Western Front Association with me, Tom Thorpe. Thank you for all my guests for appearing on this edition. The theme music for this podcast was George Butterworth's The Banks of Green Willow. It was performed by the BBC National Orchestra of Wales, conducted by Chris Rusman and produced by Biz Records. This recording is part of a collection of orchestral works by Butterworth performed by the BBC National Orchestra of Wales and supported by the Western Front Association. This is available from all good record stores under the record code BIS2195. Until next time. <laughs>